Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem, daf nun vav. Today's daf has been dedicated to Ilun Nishmat Moshe ben Rachel. Today's daf has been dedicated to Ilun Nishmat Acham Baruch Rafael ben Miriam and Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem began Eden Amen. We are starting on daf nun he Amud Sheni, and we will start three lines from the bottom. Amar Avuna Kol Ir She'en Ba Yarak. Any city that does not have vegetables, a Tamid Hakam should not live in the city. Rashi says, Since it's, uh, it's good uh, food, vegetables, healthy, and it's cheap, so the Hakam could buy cheap food and learn. So therefore, any city that doesn't have uh, vegetables, a Tamid Hakam should not learn. In that, should not live in that place. So the Gemara says, Will you tell me that uh, vegetables are healthy? We have a writer that says, There are three things that marbim et azebel, they cause a lot of zebel, meaning excrement or waste. And they cause a person to be hunch or uh, shortens a person and it takes away one five hundredth of his eyesight and what are these three items? Pat Kebar is like the black bread that was not sifted from the bran and new beer, they used to make date beer in the old days newly brewed date beer and vegetables so you see over here, vegetables are not good. So why is it saying that the vegetables are the ma'achal of the tamidi hachamim? It says, lakashya. Ha betumeh vekarte, ha b'shar yerke. Depends. Tumi and karte, tumi is uh, garlic, and karte would be leek. Those are, as she says, good vegetables. Those are ma'aleh. Those are healthy. However, shar yerek, all other vegetables, not healthy. So what they were talking about, tamidi hacham should eat vegetables, they're specifically referring to the leek and the... Garlic, like Rashi brings down from Gemara Bavakama, five things were said regarding the garlic. Uh, it's masbia, it satiates, it's matzil, it makes the person have a nice complexion. Uh, it's madbezera, and it also kills the uh, uh, bugs that are in a person's intestines. Furthermore, the Gemara says, Kedetanya, uh, like we have a bright that it says, Shum Yarak. Garlic is considered a full vegetable, meaning it's healthy. Kirishin, when it comes to uh, leek, hatsi yarak. That's considered already half a vegetable. Because it's not as beneficial as a vegetable as the garlic itself. If the snon, if the radish is seen, meaning it's uh, available, that's already uh, uh, a medicine of life. The Gemara says, what do you mean? You're telling me that uh, radishes are good? We have a bright that says, that the garlic is uh, the potion of death. 
of the radish, I'm sorry. Snun, that is samamavit. So the Gemara says, Lakasha, no question. Kan be'alin, kan be'imahot, depends what part. The alin are the leaves. That she says the leaves are not healthy. But the imahot, that's the root, that's underneath the ground, that is healthy. Kan bimotahama, kan bimotagashamin. And even that, that we said that the imahot are healthy, it only depends what season. It's only healthy. Bimot hama. However, because bimot hama, it says the the radish uh, uh, root cools down a person, makes a person cold. So therefore, it's only healthy during the summer months. However, bimot geshamim, where it's cold already, if he's going to eat the root of the radish, it's going to make him more cold. Therefore, it's not good. So according to she comes out, the only good part of the radish is the root during the summer months. Tosfut has a little different explanation. Uh, he wants to say that depends. Could be the root is good in the uh, in the summer, and the um, uh, the leaves are good in the winter. It brings it ayah from it says the B Ibn Kadosh says he had on his uh, table uh, uh, snon in the winter and in the summer. So then what Tosfut wants to learn, what do you mean? I can have it winter in the summer. I thought it's not healthy in one of the seasons. It's not healthy in the uh, in the winter. And you have to say, that must be he had a uh, root in one season and he had the leaves in the other season. Any city that has uh, stairs, meaning it has inclines going up and going down. Hills. The people, the animals, the human beings that live in that city, they die half their lives. Because uh, you have to walk up and you have to walk down. It's very uh, very taxing on the body. You really mean that they, they die young because of this? No, they, they uh, age prematurely because of all the... All the extra exertion that they have to do by walking. These inclines, the Bidi for the city of at the city of Bidi would be Narash. The city of Narash Askanun caused us to become old, which means we aged because of the going up and going down. Incidentally, there's different seferim that were written that write that obviously we see that today the nature has changed regarding, let's say, the vegetables. Here the Gemara's mashma that besides a few vegetables, they are not uh, healthy. Uh, furthermore, uh, Tosfot says that even when we were talking about the vegetables that the Tamidah Hamim eat, he says we were only talking about cooked vegetables. He says, but the raw vegetables... No one eats because the, the cooked vegetables, they satiate a person. They keep them full. So therefore you see today, they say the exact opposite. They say the, the, the cooked vegetables are not as healthy as the uh, raw vegetables. And today they say that all the vegetables really have more health than a lot of other foods. So their books bring down the Nishtanua You have to say, you know, the nature of, uh, of the health has uh, changed. And therefore, uh, even regarding this uh, exercise over here, where the Gemara says, you know, if there's stairs and going up and going down, that it causes premature aging. Today they say the opposite, that exercising, going up and going down, it brings, uh, brings youth. So then we have to say that, um, right. exactly, times have changed regarding this, uh, this uh, Gemara. I saw that brought down in a sefer. You know, one of the sefer he down. Okay, we continue. Tell Baal Okay, we said that when you make the tomb 
of the city, you make a square around the city, and then you judge the 2,000 Amah from the square. By squaring it, we said you gain the corners. The reason why you square the Tchum is because we learned in the Pasuk, it says by the Tchum Pe'ah, it says corners, and we learned over there, Koshuf Teh Shabbat, any all the laws of Shabbat, are regarding that have distance and things like that have a corner. It's squared. So the Gemara says, So you make the square according to the directions of the world, meaning which means when you make the box, you don't make it in a diamond. You make it exactly the box of your tomb that it's facing due north. Due south. So now the Gemara says, but let's say a person doesn't know which way is north and which way is south. So the Gemara is going to give you different ways to tell uh, just by looking at the stars to know exactly where north and where south is. The Simanach, you want to know the Siman? Aigla Bisafon. The stars called Aigla, which would be called Taurus, which is a group of stars that look like a an ox. So that's always on the northern side of the of the horizon, which means if a person, let's say, is standing in the middle, when they always look to the north, they'll always look to, to one side, you'll see Taurus, always on one side, and you'll see Akrav Bidarom. You'll see Akrav is the scorpion, it's also a constellation of stars that looks like a scorpion. You'll see it on the other side. So you're standing in the middle. You turn around this way, you'll see scorpion. You know that is the south. You don't know directions. You just see the scorpion. That much you can tell. That you see, that side is south. You turn the other way, you see Taurus, the stars in that formation. You know that that side is north. So that would be the siman for someone that does not have the uh, directions of the Bu'oshel Olam. Rabbi Yosei Omer, Im Eno Yodayan Lerivahab Rebu'oshel Olam. It's another way to tell north and south. If you don't know how to judge Rebu'oshel Olam, Merabaha Kimin Hatikufa. You judge it according to the tikufa, meaning according to the uh, pattern of the sun. And the Gemara is going to explain that the pattern of the sun also would be a telltale sign how to judge. Desad, how would you do that? Hama aruch. In the long summer days, we would call that yom aruch. That's the summer days. We'd call that in the in the terminology here tikufat tamuz. The time of the Tammuz, where the days are long, the summer uh, solstice, exactly. Zeu pene sefun. That would be the north side. Hamayotzabiyum katsar. And on the short days, that would be the winter solstice, which would be Tikufat Tevet, which is the short days. The Shokarat Biyum Katsar, and comes down. Sunset also. Zeu Pene Darom. That would be Pene Darom. I'll explain it to you to the best of our ability, just to get a basic understanding of how this, how this works. The Gemara is telling us over here now about the cycle of the sun. Sunrise and sunset. Now let's take the summer days, which we said Tikufat Tammuz, which is the long days. So obviously you have the sun uh, staying up for uh, a longer period of time. So the Gemara says it rises in the east, which we always know, and it sets in the west. That's every day of the year. So just, just to imagine in your mind, imagine the eastern side, right, and the western side. Draw imaginary line in between the east 
and the west. Just so you uh, can, uh, can, can, can picture this. It starts in the northern eastern part, northeast, which means on the, on the corner, let's say. That's already where sun rises in the in the summer. Okay. Now, uh, as it uh, rises, okay, so it can arise and it's going to uh, go uh, south in a southerly arc. The sun always arcs, leans south. It's never directly really up, straight up on the head. It's always a tilt towards the south. Okay? So again, it's starting the east. Okay? And it is uh, going up in an arc towards the west, of course, because it's going up and we're going to the west. And it eventually uh, is going to set on the west side in the, uh, in the north. So therefore you have a uh, long thing, it goes all the way around, exactly, because it starts on the east, I, I got to see a picture exactly so we can see this, Oscar has a picture, so you can see it clearly, okay, I don't know if you have the same one as I have, but I have it in, over here, if you look at the uh, picture here, you see it starts in the eastern part over here, it goes all the way up in a southerly arc towards the Darom, and then it comes down in the west on the northern side. Okay, so that is the arc of the sun. Okay, now on the side of the horizon, that would be again if you draw that imaginary line down the middle, that would be on the northern side. The sun in the summer is on the northern side of that imaginary line. So therefore, when you're standing in the summer and you're looking at the sun, so then already when you see where it is, then you know already that would be north. In the winter, it is the opposite. See, what happens is every day the sun moves a little. It moves a little, the arc moves, and it moves towards the south until it gets to the southerly most part, there you have the shortest day of the year, and that would be seen in your picture as well, where the sun rises in the southeast, southeastern part of the horizon, and it rises again with the, with the arc towards the south again, and comes back down, of course, in the uh, west, okay, in the southwest. So therefore, what happens is, the sun has a big arc, let's say, in the summer, right? And it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, till you get to the shortest day. So basically, when you're standing in that center spot in the winter, and you look, and you see the sun on the, on the side of the, uh, that side, that's how will be the south. Okay, and keep, then after it's finished, it moves back. The other way, the arc gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you get to the longest days of Tekufat Tevet. So therefore the sun is constantly moving in the same uh, line uh, every day, the longer days and the shorter days. So therefore the Gemara is giving you another way to discern between uh, north and south. First they gave you the stars, now they're giving you according to the position of the sun. Okay, now actually, it would be Kedai to read this Rashi together. Zeo Penesafon. Lefi, she'achama le'olam b'yom ha'mizrach, always the sun rises in the east, le'darom be'alechet, and it always travels 
in a southerly arc. Okay, that's what the Pasuk says. He says, Kedamar Keran Kohelet, Holech El Darom. The sun goes to the south. Right? That's how it travels. Okay, that's the way the sun travels by day. But Balayla Enoholech. It does not go on the uh, on these sides, east and west. So it goes underneath the earth, underneath the ball. On the longest day of the year, the sun rises in the uh, eastern sky, east board, on the north side. Which means, if you want to chart, let's say, the... Um, the, the sun, just imagine, this is the uh, the east side, okay? I'm giving you a, a, a different way of looking at it. This is the east side, this is the west side, okay? And this is the south, and this is the north, okay? So the sun's traveling hits all three sides on the longest day. It, for example, goes up the east, and goes to the south, and comes down to the west. So you see it travels all the way around it. You can see it in the article has a picture as well on the next page. See it travels on the on the uh, east uh, eastern side. Right? That's the Ziriha. Okay? That's the Ziriha Adiromit. Okay, and it just comes up in in a southerly uh, fashion and it comes down uh, in the western Western side, so it actually is traveling uh, on all the uh, all the sides, and, 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 and that, that travels. So it travels the east and west during the day, and at night it travels the northern side. Look at your pictures in the art scroll, gentlemen. You have it on. Um, looking at this picture just so you could see it. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at it this at this picture over here actually, just just to look at a different configuration. Look at this picture over here, gentlemen. Just so you get a, a, a clear understanding what I'm talking about. That that's a rectangular box there. That's a rectangular box over here. So what I'm telling you over here, you see Zidi Ha. We want to go, let's say, in the uh, summer. So in the summer, the Zidi Ha is in the Safon, right? It's in the top uh, top corner over there. Zidi Ha Sefonit Biyoter. It's on the eastern side. The northernmost uh, spot, the sun rises, and then it goes. For example, it'll go. Let's say the whole eastern side, right? Travels the east, and then the the southerly motion, and comes back to the Ma'arav, and it'll land on the northern side of the west. So you see, it traveled three sides: the eastern side, going south. Up to the west, right, and it settles in the west, in the north there. Now at night, it travels the south, it travels the north, I'm sorry, the north, right, that's underneath, and then it comes back to the spot, but it doesn't come to the starting point. It's a little bit off, it moves over a little, a couple of degrees over, right, and every day it moves till you get to the winter, it'll end up on the bottom, it'll end up rising in the southern most part. Now, in the, in the winter, it should be pointed out, it's traveling by day, just the southern board. You see, it's going from the south uh, east to the south west. It just travels the same. And at night, it travels the western board, 
the northern board, the eastern board, and comes back to the south again, and you know moves a little over again till it comes back to the summer months. So that's basically why you have the long summer days, because it's traveling, you know, three directions in the day, and you have the short uh, nights in the in the winter, because the arc is obviously smaller, right? Just traveling southeast. The southwest, and then at night it does the major uh, traveling till it comes out. So that's what she's telling you over here when he says, "Holech el darom." I read again, "Holech el darom." Balicha tachama bayomi. The alicha of the sun is by the day, but balayla eno holech el asoved mechusakipa. At night it travels on the other directions, right underneath. The kippah underneath the earth. Now, on the longest day, or mid the beginning is the height of That's north east. So it goes the whole mizrah, darom, and maharav all the way up back to the northern west part. Okay, as we learn. So therefore, if you want to know what direction is what. When you're standing in a different season, once you know this rule, and by the way, you can check this rule out, and, and it still works today. You can check it outside, by the way. You can look at the, 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 how the, moon, uh, the sun always sets every day, a little, little over, a little different. As opposed to, let's say, on the equinox days, there's two equinox days, meaning where, the, where it's perfect day. You have one in the spring, and you have one in the, uh, in the fall. Now those days are called Tikufat Tishri, that's the fall, and Tikufat Nisan, which is the spring, they have a perfect day. There the sun is right in the center. So the sun rises, you know, you have a perfect day. It's right in the middle of the east, and settles right in the middle of the west. Okay, that's the perfect day. Now, it still leans in the south. Yeah, still go, always in a southerly arc, okay? But it comes right on the, the center. Uh, the the center. Board, yeah. You'll see that in the uh, in one of your pictures. You'll probably see that uh, one of the, in, in, exactly. We're talking about the northern hemisphere. No, I always give what I talked about the northern hemisphere. That's the way you see it. Good point. Now, because that's where they lived. Now, that being said. Uh, once you know this about the arc of the sun or the traveling of the sun, then already you're able to figure this out. So let's read this and get one on now. I'll read this aside again. The sun rises on the longest days, and it sets on the longest days. Now I want you to understand what that penesafon means. Meaning, when I'm standing, let's say, in the middle, right? So I, uh, I'm looking at the sun, the sun will be on the northern side of the, I want to call it the horizon, or the, um, of, the, of, of the view of the person, it's on, on the northern side. It's because if you look at your picture, you see it's more towards the north, the sun. And as the sun moves, in the course of the year, it gets to the middle, and then it moves a little more, it gets to the south. So therefore, basically, whatever season you're in, if you're in the winter, so then you're ready, you know that when you're looking where the sun is positioned, you know that side is south. When you're in the summer, and you see where the sun is positioned, you know that is north. So that's another way based on positioning of the sun to know exactly what direction in order to draw up your square to make the Ayru for your city. Now, Good. Tikufat Nisam, Tikufat Tishri, 
the, that's the equinox days in Nisan and Tashi. Hamad Yotzad Bechasim Ezrach, Beshokat Bechasim Ma'alav. That's right in the middle. Shere Emar, Holech El Darom. The sun always travels in a southerly direction, the ark. Vesovev El Safon. And it goes to the north, which means uh, it, it starts in, let's say, we're talking about the summer, it starts in the north uh, east, and it travels down the east, south. Now I'm giving you an example, of course. So I'll to give it 3D. You're going down the east, but southward, and then it comes back up to the north. It comes back up to the west, where it sets, in the north. That's on the northerly most day. Now, goes to the south, towards the south, in the day. That's correct. Because at night, for the sun to come back to the eastern board, at night it travels the northern side, and comes back to the east. So, Good? Now, the Gemara says, Sovev, end of the Pasuk in Kohelet, Sovev, Sovev, Holech Haruach. It turns, it turns, and it goes. Haruach, according to its will. So what does this Pasuk mean? So the Gemara says, Elu Pene Mizrah, Upne Maharav. This is talking about the eastern side, and the western side. Pe'amim Mehalachtan, Upe'amim Mesebebatan. Which means sometimes it travels the east and west side, and sometimes it circles the east and west side. How? In the summer, it travels the east and west side. That's called holech, like we learned. Because it's in the east, travels east, it travels south, it travels west. So those sides are traveled by the sun in the day. Okay? That's holech. What is Sovev? Sometimes those sides are traveled at night. How? In the winter. In the winter, where it's starting in the southeast, uh, right? Southeast. It goes southeast to southwest. It just travels the southern side of the uh, horizon, call it. And therefore, at night, when the moon, when the sun goes under the kippah, it's going back around to the east and west to come back down to the south again in the east. So therefore travels the western board, goes up north, comes back down to the east, to the south. So therefore when it travels the east and west in the day, the person calls it holech. When it travels the east and west at night, it's called Soviv. So therefore that pasuk would mean like this. The pasuk would say like this, Soviv, Soviv, that's at night. Holech is by day. Sometimes it travels it. That's during the day. Sometimes it circles it. That would be at night. Mishalsha comes along and says, He says, we don't go with these rules over here. Meaning the way you, you said that the sun is traveling, it's not so. What do you mean? The time that because we have a brighter, Lo sefonit. The sun never went and rose from the uh, southeast, from the point in the uh, sorry northeast in the summer. 
Never happened that it gets to the corner actually. Nor did it ever set in the corner of the northwest. Nor in the winter did it ever rise in the southeast. Nor did it set in the uh, southwest. Which means according to Rav Meshar Shia, it's not... Uh, on the corner, so to speak. It's not traveling the sun the entire east uh, as we thought it is. Actually, sunrise, he says, takes place somewhere a little off the corner. Okay? Not on the top, exactly the point of the uh, north uh, east in the summer, and not at the point of southeast in the winter. Now, what are we going to gain by this? Just getting facts and a different interpretation of the Pasuk. Let's say this is the southeast, okay? Just picture the southeast where we said that that's where it rises in the winter. It doesn't rise there. It rises a little above that. A little above that point. On the eastern side. So therefore, it does travel even in the winter part of the east. According to the way we learned, if it's traveling at the end of the eastern side and rises on the south, it's not hitting the eastern board at all. It just goes... South to the west. Now we're saying no, it actually lets, for example, just to make it clear, let's say it rises on the eastern side uh, 50 degrees higher than where we thought. So therefore it has to travel the east to get to the south and end up not at the exact southwest, but a little southwest, a little higher there, 50 degrees on the other side. So therefore technically, even in the winter, it is traveling a little east. And it's traveling a little west. So therefore your interpretation is not correct. When you told me that it only tra- sometimes it travels the east and west only by night, it's not so. It always will travel east and west by day. Now, of course, in the summer, more of the east side and the west side. But even in the winter, it does travel part of the east side. Of course, the south without saying. And part of the west side. If you learn that it's on the corners... So that's it, that side is already, it's done. You're just going straight south from the southern side to the western side, and it, and it, and it lands, and it sets. Here we're saying no, it's actually a little couple of degrees higher, higher north, exactly, and therefore it's got to travel east, south, right, then it goes to the west, but not at the corner, it goes up. If you look at your pictures, the way they're showing it to you is, you're looking at you're looking at a square. They're putting a square in this uh, here, and they're showing you that each each side of the square actually is one of the directions. So it's off. It's not at the corner of the square. It's uh, somewhere off, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and therefore uh, he has a different interpretation. Okay, so that's that first part. That's good. goes to the second point. Gemara okay, says Amar Shemuel. Shemuel comes along and says a different deen now. Nisan. Nofelet ela hayom. Now let's review the subject of the tikufah. There are four seasons. Okay? Basically, we have a year of 365 days and a half. That's basically the uh, uh, solar calendar. 365 and a half days. That is split up into four parts. Those four parts are called the tikufot. Every 91 days and seven and a half hours, a new season begins. Just keep on counting. 91 and seven and a half hours, 
Boom, not a tekufa, not a tekufa. That's the way it is. Now, based on this calculation, if you make, if you have, let's say, a tekufa uh, in one year, let's say the tekufa of Nisan, okay? Which really happened when the world began, according to this Gemara, it started with Tikufat Nisan, and it started the Tikufa at 6 p.m. Okay? 6 p.m. That's when it started the first Tikufa, let's say, on uh, Tuesday night, because the sun was created on Wednesday. So therefore, Tuesday night at 6 p.m. began Tikufat Nisan. Obviously, it's going according to the opinion that says the world was created in Nisan. Now, that being said, uh, 91 days later and seven and a half hours, you'd have the beginning of the next tekufa. And you keep on going. So it's basically uh, 13 weeks is 91 days. So you count 13 weeks and then seven and a half hours. So therefore, the next tekufa, if the first tekufa started at six, so the next tekufa is going to start seven and a half hours later. So 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 130. So 130 uh, is going to be that tikufa. And then the next tikufa will be 7 and a half hours after that. And then the next one, 7 and a half hours after that. Because that's the uh, over uh, the 13 weeks plus the 7 and a half. Now, every year based on this uh, calculation, the tikufa moves... One day and a half, one day and six hours. Which means that whatever Tikufat Nisan was this year, one year from the next time Tikufat Nisan comes around, it'll be a day later plus six hours. Because uh, what you're doing is you have that seven and a half hours times four, because it's happening four times. So seven times four is 28, half hour times four is 30. So 30 hours is one hour and one day and six hours. So every year the tikufa, that same tikufa, which means tikufat nisan, a year later will happen the next day. If it happened on Tuesday night the first year, it will happen on Wednesday night plus six hours. So it will happen at 12. Right? Because it happened at six. Now it will happen at 12. Okay, now the following year, it will happen the next night at 6 a.m. So therefore, Tikufat Nisan is always fluctuating between 6 and 12. 6 and 12 a.m. p.m. Now, the next Tikufa will always fluctuate between, well, from 6, you have to go 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 1, 30. Always will fluctuate between 1, 30 and 12 would be, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7.30. So between 1.30 and 7.30. Again, because 6 and 12. So the next tikufa is always between uh, uh, 1.30 and 7.30. I explain. I explain it very simply again. 91 and 7 and a half hours later, 91 days, leave the 91 days, that's 13 weeks, that's equal, that's even. The 7 and a half hours later, we'll start the second tikufa. If the first tikufa started at 6 p.m., so that means the second tikufa is going to begin at 1.30 a.m., correct? That's the first year. A year later, that second tikufa is going to be a day and six hours later. So therefore, from uh, 1.30, uh, uh, where it started in the first year, 
So now the next year will be 7.30. And then the next year it will be again 1.30. And then it will be 7.30. Which is going to follow those numbers. And then let's go to the next tikufa. Let's go to the third tikufa. So now go 1.30, count 7.5 hours would be 9. And from 7.30 it would be... Three. So therefore nine and three. So therefore every year the third tikufa will always fluctuate. One year three a.m. and then nine p.m. and then the a.m. and it'll just go. Those are the numbers for that. And the following tikufa the same. Just keep on adding seven and a half hours to the uh, tikufa, and then every year it's a difference between a day and six hours. So that's what the Gemara is going to tell you now. Let's read that inside. It can only fall out in four parts of the day. Now what are these four parts? Which is first of all, going to be... Uh, in the beginning of the night, beginning would be 6 p.m. Chatziah Laila would be 12. Or in the beginning uh, of the day would be 6 a.m. Or in the middle of the day, which would be 12 p.m. So never, those are the days of, those are the hours always of Tikufat. That's when it started. It started when Biryat Ta'ulam with those that time. Now, it's just every year going to be... A day later with six hours later. So therefore, if it started the first year, again I repeat, 6 p.m., the second year the Tikufa will be at 12 a.m. Okay? And then the next year it will be at 6 a.m. And the next year it will be at 12 noon. So therefore, it's just moving on that line. Okay? Now the next one. The Antikufa Tammuz, which is the second Tikufa, no fill it ela or bahatu mehsa, no fall at one thirty, or besheva o mehsa, or at seven thirty. Ben bayom, ben balayla. Good, every year. It's following that pattern. The etikufat tishin, no fill it ela, or beshalosha'ot, or beteshashaot. The tikufat tishri is three or nine. Ben bayom, ben balayla. The etikufat tevet is the fourth tebada tikufa, no fill it ela or baharba o mehsa. Right, that would be either 4.30 or be'esed u'mehsa ben bayom u'ben balayla. Good. Ve'en ben tekufa letkufa ila tish'in ba'achat yom ve'sheba sha'ot u'mehsa. Good. And each tekufa is 91 days and seven and a half hours. Good. Ve'en tekufa mo'shechet mechaverta ila chatzisha. Okay, now we have another item here. The... Rashi tells us that there are seven planets that are called Kuchve Lechet. These planets are constantly moving. Every single hour, non-stop, another planet is, let's say, on top of the, top of the cycle. This hour starts at Motzei Shabbat, let's say it's 6 p.m., the beginning of the week. 6 o'clock, then you have 7 o'clock another one. And then she actually gives you the order of it. Uh, I'll just read that to you. It's in the last Rashi, the Daf. He just says, Tehilat Lil Aleph Bishabbat Mishamish Kochav. The first one is called Kochav. The Harav Levana, second hour is Levana. 
ואחריו שבתאי, then you have צדק, then מאדים, then חמה, then נוגה. So he gives a, uh, a mnemonic to remember that. That would be Kalash Samhan. You want to remember the seven Kuchbe Lechet Kalash Samhan. How? Kuchav. What is Kuchav in English? Kuchav would be that star Mercury. Okay, that's Mercury. Then you'd have the Lamid would be Lebanaz the moon. The Sheen would be Shabbatai, which would be Saturn. Tzedek would be Jupiter. Ma'adim would be Mars. Hama would be the sun. And Noga would be... No, Venus. Venus. Okay. Now, so therefore basically those were the seven Koch Belechet. Now, all it's saying is, this happens every hour. Another, uh, another planet, as I'd say, on top. However, however that works exactly. Right, and influencing. So therefore, legabed the tekufot. If let's say, for example, the tekufa of Nisan, we said it's six o'clock on uh, uh, Tuesday night. That's when it started. Don't get the first one. So let's say, for argument's sake, that's when Libana was. Right, Libana was on top at six o'clock on Wednesday night. For argument's sake, okay. So now. The, the the next tikufa, which is going to be seven and a half hours later, will catch a half hour into Libana, and then the beginning of the Chabetai, the next one. Since it's a it's seven and a half hours, so then the seven you'll get back to the same uh, the planet, but what your half hour into it, whereas in the beginning of Nisan you started with Levana the next round, meaning the next Tikufa 91 and the seven and a half hours later, you'll be in the middle of Levana, and a half hour into it, and then you get to the, the next one, and then the next one you're ready, you miss Levana, now you're ready you're into the, the, the beginning of it, so it's always half whole half, half beginning, half beginning, it means you're, you're catching the half of one, then you, you, know, you catch the beginning of the next one, exactly because every constellation lasts for one hour. One hour, exactly. Right. So therefore the Gemara says that. Uh, I just read that on the uh, bottom there. Ve'en tikufa moshechet mehavirta. The tikufa does not draw from its friend, from the one before it, el hasisha'a. Half hour. Good. Damar Shemuel. So what comes along it says? This is a fact now. En lecha tikufat nisan shenofelet betzedek. When the Tikufav Nitzan uh, falls out when Tzedek is on top, when Jupiter is, you know, influencing, Then already you know you're going to have, I'm assuming, winds and hurricanes that are going to destroy the trees. And when you have Tikufat Tevet, that also falls out. The beginning of Jupiter, Sheena Mia Beshit and Zidaib. So it's gonna be a dry season where it's gonna dry out all the uh, all the seeds. Now, on one condition. that the Molad of the new moon during either Nisan or Tikufat Tevet meaning the new moon had to be born either when Levana was on top or when Jupiter was on top. If that happens, 
And then you have Jupiter at the time of Tikufat Nisan or Tikufat Tebet, then you're ready, you can have either the breaking of the uh, trees or the drying of the seeds. Okay, yeah, well, this is controlled by Hashem, of course. Okay, Tanura Banan, we have a Braita. Okay, we are not out of the woods here, gentlemen. This is. Tanura Banan. Okay, now we have a circular city. Now we learned in a circular city, what you have to do is square it. What do you gain when you square it, gentlemen? You gain the corners. Okay, the corners obviously is substantial for your tomb, and then you draw the tomb from the corners of the city. So again, Right? You make it like a round table, uh, square, I'm sorry, I mean a square. You could look at that in your picture books, actually, you could start looking at 203. You see the round city in the middle. What they did is they put a square, they're showing you the green on the side, that's what you actually gain. Okay? And now your tehumin that are on all four sides make squares there also. Which means, on top, make a box of 2,000 amma. On the bottom, right, make 2,000. On the two sides, make 2,000. So technically you have 6,000 across 2,000. The 2,000 of the city and the 2,000 of the tomb on the other side. And 6,000. Now, that's what you see in the picture also. Uh, actually, we probably have it in our uh, now art scrolls. You have it. You see, you have the city, right, with the circle, the circle. They put a box around it, and now they make boxes on either side. Two thousand, two thousand. They're going up. They're going down. This picture over. That's the way you have to do it. Okay. Now, Gemara continues. Meaning, make the tehomin also. In Good. Good. Now when you're going to count from the city, mm-hmm. which means now you made your square of the circle. We're going to learn later on that sometimes you're allowed to count not uh, straight from the city. You can count from the diagonal of the city. But the Gevara warns you here. Do not do that. It's not to your advantage to do that in this case. Because if you have the box, right? You're going to go to the point, the top point, let's say. The, uh, I call it the, the northeast point, corner. Now go by Alakson. Go 2,000 diagonal. Instead of going 2,000 straight, go 2,000 diagonal. Now, you lose. Because if your diagonal is 2,000, so your square now is much less. Because we know the diagonal is one and two-fifths larger than the sides of the square. That's 1.4 larger. So therefore, you'll come out losing, instead of having um, 2,000, you'll only have 1,428. Oh, you see again, going straight. If you go, if you draw an alexon of two thousand, it makes the square much less, much less by one and two fifths. So therefore, you have fourteen twenty eight. So therefore, they tell you do not go that way. Meaning, go straight two thousand. By going straight two thousand, now your alexon of that square is going to twenty eight hundred. But you so you're gaining. The 800, the 400, you're gaining certainly a bigger area to walk. Now, you can see it in these pictures here, gentlemen. 
I'll try to, uh, actually you have the picture, yeah, okay, you can look at it your books, in your color books here, 203, 203 has it, 203 has it, one second, 203 has it, let's get to the point first, if you're going to go from the corner, right, the top corner of the city, you squared the city, gentlemen, proud already you did, now you want to go 2,000 Amma, they're telling you, do not go from the top corner of the city and go 2,000. Because then you're going to uh, basically lose distance. You square, you lose area where you can walk. Right. Instead of being able to walk now 2,000 amma straight, you're only allowed to walk 1,428. Because again, you made a diagonal of 2,000. Now, if you'd make it straight... So now you're walking 2,000, right? Now already your diagonal becomes 2,800. As you see it in the picture here, the blue area, they're showing you the area that you would gain. Which means by making it like that, so now you have 2,000 plus, let's say, that extra area. Now, Gemara continues. Gemara continues. We read again. Four lines down. Lo yimdod me'em Make another square. Shehi alpaim ama alpaim ama. Make a two thousand by two thousand square. Put a square there, which means in the in the corner. Put a box like we did. Like you see the picture of two o three. Instead of just going with alakson, make a box that's two thousand by two thousand. And therefore, what do you gain? The first gain you have is when you make the square around the city. So you're getting four hundred amot on each corner. Each corner. I Meaning, if you look at your picture, the green, right? It's four hundred amma on each side because the uh, the square is two thousand amma. So your alakson is going to be twenty eight hundred. It's one point four more. Therefore, it's going to be in the square of the city itself. Because you squared up the city. Correct. Since you squared up the city, you'll gain four hundred amma on each corner. And your tomb you'll benefit Which means you're going to gain 800 on each side Which means since now you uh, did it this way with the squares So you alakson You get 800 more amot on each You know each direction that you want to go Nimsi'u Exactly. Comes out your net gain is 1,200 on one side, which is you're getting the 400 of the city, plus another 800. And on, right? That's 1,200 on one side. And on the other side also you're getting that quarter, which is 400 plus the extra 800. So there you go, it's 1,200 on each side, plus the 2,000. So basically you have uh, 3,200. Hundred uh, uh, extra, you know, area by Alexon to to wall. So uh, in total, exactly. So if you measure it, let's say from one corner of the city, you have four hundred. You have two thousand of the city. That's twenty four hundred plus four hundred. That's twenty eight hundred, right? And plus now you have again another twenty eight hundred as you're walking across the Alexon. So basically, you're gaining twelve hundred. 
on each end, on each corner. Right? 400 plus the 800 that you're getting that extra, and 400 plus the 800 you're getting extra. So that's the case of the circle of the... Well, you're putting a box around it. Come on, Ralph. Right, from, from, from corner to corner, right, from the bottom, right. You walk 2,800, then 2,800 of the city, and then 2,800 of the corner, exactly. Exactly. Right, that's what comes out, 8,400, that's what comes out, correct, correct, correct. But Alexon, you have 8,400, correct. Vaita. Comes again what Ann says now. Comes again what Ann says. I'm at a... Amar Abaye. Abaye comes along and says, Okay, all the scenarios talking about where you have a city that is 2,000 by 2,000. That's obvious in order that you make your uh, squares where it will be also equal to the size of the city. Now, Tanya, we have a bright. Amar Abaye. Okay, now we're going to go back to a subject we discussed earlier. The Levim had cities. Okay, throughout Israel, that's where they lived. So basically the way the cities were, the Gemara says, Alpayim Amma. They were 2,000 Amma. Tzemihim Elif Amma Migrash. Now, outside of the cities, they had 2,000 Amma. Now, the first 1,000 Amma, the Gemara says, Elif Amma Migrash. They had like just a open area. I want to call it a park. Just an open area with just, uh, you know, as a recreation area around the city. That's a thousand amma. Elif amma migrash. Nimsa comes out. Migrash raviya. Vashar sadote keramin. Comes out around the cities of the Levine. You had a thousand amma migrash. And then you had a thousand amma. After that of Sadot and Kiramim, of uh, orchards and uh, you know, uh, trees and stuff like that. Now, the Gebarat comes out and says, the ratio between the Migrash to the other thousand Amma of Sadot and Kiramim is one quarter. Nimsa. Migrash Raviya Vashar Sadot Ukiramim. Now, Without knowing anything, how could it be a quarter? Which is, uh, the normal thing would be it's half. Which is you have 2,000 amma outside the city. 1,000 of it is Migrash. And 1,000 is of it is Kerem. Which is, even if you look at your picture, I would look at the... Um, I would refer you to the art school picture over here. Uh, number, uh, I guess it's number 11. You see here, you have the Eid of the Levine. Outside of it, the white is the Migrash, and the colored is the Sadotu Kiramim. So just just go right off the city. Don't make a full circle. Don't make a square. Just go off the city. A thousand? A thousand, right? And each side, just keep going. So it's half half. It's 50% Migrash, 50% Sadot Ukiramim. So therefore the Gemara is going to ask the obvious question. How can you tell me that it is a quarter of the Shia? It's not a quarter, it's half. So that's the Gemara's next question. The Gemara says, Nimsam Migrash Rabiyah, Vashat Ukramim, Minane Mile. Well, first of all, how do you know it? How do you know that it's a thousand and a thousand? Mikira Irva Hutsa, Elif Amas Saviv, which means from the uh, wall of the city out, 
It's a thousand amah around. Amrat Torah, Sabeh Surround the city with a thousand. Nimsa, Migrash, Rabiyah. Comes out that again the Midrash is going to be a Rabiyah. Again the Gibra asked the question. Rabiyah, Talgahave. What do you mean? It's not Rabiyah. It's not a quarter. It is a half. You have half Migrash, half Sadatu Kalamim. Oh, Bob. oh, so now we're going to have to see what you... If you can figure it like you saw in the picture, where you're just going on the... If you make the square of the city, go on the sides of the square of the city, and just go out. A thousand and a thousand, a thousand and a thousand, so it's half. How do you get a quarter? So the Gebarah says, oh, I'll tell you how you're doing. You're making, a, you're making a square. You're not making just off the sides of the city. You have to actually make a complete square. Oh, how will that work? So the Gebarah says like this. Amarava bar ada, Amarava, bar ada the surveyor, surveyor explained it to me. Okay, good. So the city is two thousand by two thousand, just to get the city itself. Now your tum, meaning your border. Because you have to make now a border of a thousand and another border of a thousand. How much is going to be? Shitsar is going to be 16 without corners. Meaning, if you look at the picture, I have it over here in Tsiyur uh, Aleph. Which means if you're making now, you can look at this picture as well. You can look at this picture as well still. Before you get the uh, corners, picture each one of these is considered two. Split them into boxes. Right? Make these uh, boxes. So you have two, four, six, eight of migrash. Then you have two, four, six, eight of sadokiramim. So basically, without corners, you have sixteen. Sixteen boxes of a thousand. Right? Uh, eight and eight? Yeah. yeah. Well, five hundred. Well, the city's actually two thousand, so it's a thousand by a thousand. Because it's a two thousand city. He's right. It's a two thousand city. So each box is a thousand, a thousand. It's two thousand there. Right. Of a thousand, a thousand. Of the grash. Then right in front of it, you have a thousand, a thousand of Sadat Kiramim. On each side, that's 16 boxes. Without the corners. Without the corners. Now, Kemal continues. Eight corners. No, continue, continue. How much now do you add on corners? Shitsar. You can add another 16. Which means now, just fill, fill in the corners now. If you fill in the corners, that would be this picture over in the arts. Go see Aleph. So you have another four boxes on each corner. Now, I want you to point out that on the corners, you only get one box of Migrash. Because obviously the outer corner is wa- the outer box is wider. All right, correct. So I mean, if you want to count all together, how many boxes do you have of migrash? You have eight plus another four of the corners. Okay. Right. So you would have twelve of migrash, and you'd have basically twenty of sadur keramim. Let's count it. You have the eight, right? Eight plus the corners. Three on each. Right, you have three on each side, another twelve. So therefore it's going to be altogether thirty-two boxes in your picture, thirty-two squares we'll call it. Okay? Now, 
your ratio between Migrash to Sadudik and Amin is going to be 12 out of, out of, let's say, the whole number. It'll be 12 out of 32. Now, that is not a quarter either. So the Gemara asks that question. The Gemara says, let's just read, read this inside. Amar bar Adam I'm sorry, Amar kama bar Adam but Adad is surveyor, Asbirali. Maska Adam Matada the Trialfe at Trialfe, two thousand by two thousand. Tum Kamahavia. How much is the Tum going to be? Meaning, how much is the uh, borders of the city? Meaning, of Migrash and Sudot Kedamim. Shitzar. It's going to be 60. We're not making corners. Just right going from side to side. Putting a thousand and a thousand right in front of it. Make it all into boxes. Okay? So altogether you have so far 16 boxes. Kiranot Kamahavya. Now, factor in the corners. That's another Shitzah. That's another 16. So altogether you have 32 boxes of a thousand by a thousand. Now, Dal Timanya the Tehumin. Now we want to find out how much Migrash you have. So you have eight. Right? Eight of the Tehumim on the, before you factor in the corners. The Arba the Kiranot. Plus you get another four because of the Kiranot. That gives you two. Twelve. Kamahavi. How much altogether Migrash do you have? Tresar. Nimsa Migrash. So the Gibran says, Nimsa Migrash Rabia. Does that come out to Rabia? On the guy, 12 to 32 is not a quarter. It's more than a third. That's the Gibran's next point. It's more than a third. So therefore the surveyor did not help. We have to answer a statement that says the Migrash is a quarter. The way you explained it, it does not go. So the Gibran says, and because you, you forgot one fact. You forgot the four boxes of the city itself. The city is 2,000. Right? 2,000 by 2,000? So make four boxes. Right? It's 4,000. So just make four boxes. So now instead of 32 boxes, you have 36 boxes. So now it's 12 to 36. So the Gemara says, you still don't have it. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, it's exactly a third. So the Gemara says, take four boxes of the city itself. You add it to the total. You're still going to end up with a third, which means you're going to have 12 boxes of Migrash, plus out of 36 boxes in totality. So now we're going to have to see tomorrow's daf exactly how we calculate to make it a Rabiyah.